America is the greatest country the world has ever known. We are a nation of immigrants, pioneers, and patriots. Together, we create the bold, beautiful fabric that is America. We are the city upon the hill, a beacon to the world. America is the land of freedom and unlimited opportunity. My name is Tina McCafferty. Join me every Friday as I spotlight those who embody the American values of faith, courage, and heroism. We the people have stories to share, stories to uplift and inspire. You will feel proud, humbled, and blessed to call yourself an American. The following episode is different from any other story I have released for two reasons. Number one, this episode has the F-bomb scattered throughout. It is simply part of Ray's vocabulary and not wanting to change the context of any part of Ray's message, they remain intact. Number two, pause right now and grab a piece of paper and something to write with. Ray's mission is to better people and their lives through simple steps and acronyms. I guarantee you are going to finish this episode with a fire in your belly to do more and be more. You don't want to forget any part of Ray's inspirational message. This is Ray Cash Cares American Story. Welcome to another episode of We the People, Our American Story. My guest today is Ray Cash Care. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, man. I'm honored. Ready to get this going. Let's do it. I am ready. Can you share with us a little bit about you growing up? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Baltimore native um, out of Maryland, born into a broken home. Uh, dad was murdered when I was 11, went to go live with my mom. Let's see, got in a lot of trouble in school, but I was pretty athletic. I was always told I would never amount to anything. I joined the military because if I didn't, I was probably going to go to jail. Uh, went into the recruiters. I bombed my ASVAB, just horrible. But the moral to the story is if you, and I cuss, sorry, but if you fucking want it, you can get it. I failed the ASVAB, become a SEAL. I saw a pamphlet on it and nothing about it. I had to take the ASVAB three times. I had to go in the regular Navy at first. And uh, I'm living proof, man. If you want it, and let me rephrase that. Once a bad word, if you need it, it will happen. Wanting is one thing, but needing it, right? I found my destiny. So it 18, 19 years old. I didn't know my head from my ass, but all I knew is I was destined for whatever my terminology of the word greatness was, and that's helping others help themselves. So I set my mind on something. It was awesome to have that type of uh, front sight focus, if you will. And I just attacked it, man. I just attacked it. And uh, not only did I make it through buds, but I started with my buds class and finished with them an iron horse. So uh, all the all the naysayers and doubters. I, I just, I said, you have to be like that, you know? And I have spent most of my life doing things wrong, doing things to prove other people wrong. And under the tutelage of some people that I work with now and for, I have reverse engineered that. And the real secret to success in life is not doing to, to do things to impress others. It's doing things to prove yourself right. Not to prove others wrong, but prove yourself right. So I actually have the mindset that there is nothing I can't do. Sometimes that can be dangerous, but um, I'd rather have that mindset than thinking I'm just mediocre because I don't want to be average. Um, I am a savage. I believe that. I believe that people, all people have this ability 
They just don't know how to find it. They get lost in those archives up there. I'm a pain coach. We spoke about Jason and Jeff. I am a pain coach. There's growth and there's pain coaches. I believe that pain equals growth. Growth equals power. Power equals knowledge. And knowledge equals profit. All I do, all the David Goggins type of individuals do is profit from pain. Our pain. You know, I walk into a room and I eye everybody up and I go, I bet you my childhood was worse than theirs. So I got this. That's how I got the job working with Pedro Schooling of all fucking people. I mean, you name it. I surround myself with great people. I talk to them the same exact way I'm talking to you. I don't change who I am around anybody. I love life. I get up every morning. I'm grateful, not greedy. I'm married to a beautiful woman. I got tattooed on my arm. I got two great fucking kids and uh, I'm 49 years old and to me, life's just starting. So let's go. There's my intro. Boom. I know. I'm a handful. I love they told that. you. They told you. <laughs> I love that intro. Well, what kind of impact did that have when your father was murdered? I mean, you know, I was 11. I, you know, it's used the word impact. That's one of my favorite words. Uh, it hurt. I was angry. I was confused, you know, uh, I didn't understand why he took me. And he, I, I did grow up, he was an abusive man. He beat me. I was scared shitless of him. Um, he was a biker who had a couple accidents and he had a very bad temper, but he was, he was a good dad. I mean, and all, you know, people were like, what? But I actually think the things that transpired in my life made me the man that I am. And I don't think I'm anything. I'm just, I think I'm a man that can endure a lot and give back a lot. Right. So you know, just because I was beat doesn't mean I beat my kids. Just because I grew up poor doesn't mean I want my kids to grow up poor. Um, and I have nothing against my dad or my mom, who I'm not very close with these days, and I have nothing bad to say about her. But my family is my wife, Trisha, my son, Michael, my daughter, Nyla. i got a dog and cat. Other than that, it's, it's my brothers from the SEAL teams and my brothers from the project. That's what I do. I keep my circles very small and tight. I have tons of acquaintances and friends in the world, very few brothers, uh, people that I honestly trust wholeheartedly. And I am just going to continue to do what I think I was put on this earth to do. And that was help others by helping themselves first, right? Success is not money. I mean, money's fucking great. Don't get me wrong. I love money. Me too. <laughs> right. Money does. I honestly don't think money buys you happiness. I think money buys you time and opportunity to dot, 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 whatever that is you want to do, right? You want to be broken, be miserable, be miserable. If you want to be rich and miserable, that's fine. But me, um, and one of the impactful things that Bedros Koulian has taught me is the more you make, not the more you take, it's the more you make, the more you give. I tell you, man, I used to be a greedy son of a bitch. Now that things are going better, it makes me feel good. I, and I was like, when he first told me, I was like, man, this is so full of shit. I don't want to give hard-earned <laughs> money away to people to help them. But you don't only just have to give uh, money away. You can give time, knowledge. Information is money, you know. Not, time is money. Very, very important. So I try to give back as much as I can in, in many different fashions as I can. How did it affect me? Um, it, was, it's like, it was like getting kicked in the balls at 11 years old. And going, okay, what's next? And and I did. I, I handled it wrong. I was angry. I was aggressive. I got a, did a lot of stupid stuff as a kid. I got into drinking and drugs. And back then, there were no cell phones, so you pretty much got away with murder, literally. Not, not literally. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I know this sounds horrible when I say this, but it was the best and worst thing that's ever happened to me all in once. Does that make sense? Yes. 
I don't know if my father would have stayed alive with his background, where I would have been. I don't think I would have been a Navy SEAL. I don't think I would have been a motivational speaker or whatever the hell it is you want to call me. Because people always ask me, what do you do for a living? And Jason Redmond has summed it up better than anybody. He goes, you are in case of war, break glass. And he goes, you are the only person on the earth that can cuss out anybody. And it's not offensive. Like, that's just my nature. You know, I mean, I'm not doing it in church, but literally if somebody's messed up, I'll be like, hey, knock it off, you, you jackass. <laughs> and I get away with it, right? Because I think it's coming from authenticity and it's legitimately heartfelt when I say it. Like when I say, man, you're being a dickhead, you're being a dickhead. I mean, just, you gotta watch how you say it. But even Jason Redman, I'll even be like, hey, sir, you're completely off your fucking rocker, respectfully speaking, because you can't get in trouble. I can tell Jason Redman anything as long as I, or Major Schooling, respectfully speaking. But you got to know when and where to do it, right? You would never do that in front of other people. I'm a dick. I'm not a prick, meaning I will dial somebody up, but I will never belittle somebody doing it. Does that make sense? And yes. I think that's key in life, right? And I think more men need that. And that's, you know, obviously why I do the programs and things that I do and why I'm a handful. I think you need people like me to balance out the people that want to sit on their ass and do nothing and just get by collecting their checks and don't get me started versus people that want to get up every day. I literally sit up like the undertaker every morning and I'm like, let's go. And I love it. You need to be, you know, because time's ticking, man. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit for people like me. I deal with depression and anxiety. And sometimes it's really hard to make yourself get going. What kind of advice or what do you tell people like me? <laughs> because I really struggle with that sometimes where it's just that depression. It's like, oh, what does it even matter? Well, I believe that people have four non-negotiables in life. Family, fitness, finances, and faith. Faith is not religion. It's the ability to believe in yourself, right? So programming. I put family at the top and I put my faith at the bottom. Faith is the foundation of everything I do. If you don't believe in you, I'm telling you right now, no one else is fucking going to. Well, how do you do that? Huh? How do you do that? Well, I'll tell you how you do it. You get up every morning. Well, there's a couple ways you do it. So what first thing I do is I take this thing called a phone, right? And what you do is you take a picture of yourself, right? Boom, like this right now. Take a picture of yourself. Boom, I took a picture of myself. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to grade myself on those four categories, family. Am I a good husband, father, just every avenue of being a man or you being a woman, right? Are you a great human being? Number two, my fitness. Am I physically, mentally, and emotionally strong? Most people that don't believe in themselves, you could be physically, but you're mentally, emotionally are not where they need to be. Uh, financially, are you financially savvy? Are you saving money? Are you doing the Bitcoin? Are you doing this or that? Last is faith. Do you believe in yourself? Now, when you start getting low grades on things, there has to be a reason why. Most people that don't believe in themselves, something has happened that has impacted them in their future. So first thing we do is we need to try to figure out what that is. Bad childhood, were you bullied in school, were you this or that? Once we isolate the problem, the first thing I tell each and every person is, I don't blame you from right now to the past if that's how you are. But I fucking blame you if you continue to go like that. So I give people drills. All right. So first thing I do, right? Is number one, I never wake up with one of these. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Never, because you can hit snooze. I have an old school alarm clock that I set and it's set when it goes off, it sounds like a bomb went off and I jump up. <laughs> but it's about, but here's what you do. 
you do that for about a week, guess what's going to happen? Stay with me here. You're going to program yourself to get up before that thing goes off. Your subconscious is going to program you to get up before that goes off. So right then and there, you have already done one check in the box. Holy shit. I can be programmed, right? So then what you do is you just program yourself to do something else. For, it's literally a one minute a day, one minute a day, people meditate. I don't meditate. I believe in it, but I, what I do is I close my eyes. It's the same damn thing. And I think of things that I believe in myself about what I believe in. Like I'm a good person, I'm a good father, I'm this, I'm that. Nothing negative. For one minute, I'm generating positive thoughts because the average person has anywhere from 40 to 68,000 negative thoughts a day. And usually they're about themselves. Look it up. You know, it's proven to you. So what I do is I say, fuck that part of my language, fuck that. I'm going to sit here for a minute and I'm going to think of about a thousand positive things that I like about myself. Hey, I'm a good person. I got a great personality. I'm loyal. I'm faithful. I'm this, that, this, that. And all I keep doing is programming myself and reverse engineering the way I think most people look at this glass. It's got some water in it. It's halfway empty. That's people that are waiting for shit that, that just happened. My glass is half full. I'm going to program myself and I'm going to fill this up with more water. Well, Ray, what happens when it starts overfilling? Look at another glass. Look at a bigger fucking glass. That glass is knowledge. It's relationships. So what do you do? Number one, get up early, right? Like I get up early. I get up 15 minutes early. I always say I'm getting up at 530. Oh. Up. Yep. Yep. But I get up at 515. I don't hit the snooze button. If you hit the snooze button, you're prolonging fucking greatness. Average person sleeps six to eight hours a day. That gives you 16, 18 hours to do two things. Kick ass or get your ass kicked. Right there, that tells you, how do you want to live your life? Getting your ass kicked or kick ass? Well, I had them backwards, sorry, but it doesn't matter, right? So I do that. How do I program myself? I think for uh, one minute a day of positive thoughts for about 21 days. You can program yourself to do anything, anything that you believe in. Something else you could do is I develop what's called a POL, a pattern of life. How do we get Osama bin Laden? His cell phone once up, goes up, hits towers. And it leaves footprints of where you are, where you're sleeping. You are a creature of habit. Mm -hmm. This is what I tell people to do. You need to create a POL from the minute you get up to the night, to the time you go to bed. Listen, I'm not talking about bathroom times or something like that. Unless you're spending astronomical time, amounts of time in the bathroom. But put, human beings live in three colors. They live in red, green, and blue. Red is you're out of your comfort zone, right? Green is where you want to be. Blue is when you disassociate yourself. My job and what I do is I push myself in the red and the blue every day. I fail every day. I don't quit so that my average of my green gets higher and higher and higher, right? Because I think human beings, and it doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, I don't care what color, I don't give a shit of your age. We are a piece of steel. And what you need to do with that whole concept of what I talked about is, is I like forging. I got knives everywhere. I got knives everywhere, right? is you have to forge the steel. How do you do that? You heat it up, you beat the living shit out of it, and then you put it in water. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna create the wedge. I have perforated, I have jagged, I have everything. And what you're gonna do with that symbolism of that is, every day you're gonna heat yourself up, you're gonna beat the living shit out of yourself, physically, mentally, emotionally, and then you're gonna cool yourself off. But what you're doing, the symbolism of that is, once you've created that shape, that mold, that's you, then you have to sharpen that blade every day. And there's six forms of growth on how you're going to sharpen that sword every day. 
physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial. Now, most people, once their sword or their knife gets sharp, that's sharp, they put it in the sheath and they put it away. Here's the thing. If I leave my room for a week, how do I know if somebody picked up that knife and used it? I don't. So the symbolism is every damn day that you get up, you have to constantly sharpen physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, financial. Am I doing this, 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 this? Set goals. Set goals. I set goals like finances, right? Short, middle, and long-term goals. Short-term goals, boom, 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 right? Um, I'm married. I have a beautiful wife. I have a, a daughter that lives at the house. I do AARs after action report at the end of the week on Sundays. Hey, how was dad this week? Well, dad needs to approve on this, right? You need, do you live by yourself? Do you have anybody in your life? No, I've, I'm married. I've, I've almost been married 25 years and I have three kids. My oldest is a senior in high school. I love it. My oldest is 27. My daughter is, is 13 now. And I want criticism, constructive criticism from all of them. How can I be a better human being? I always start with the negative, always finish with the positive. I honestly believe that you can sharpen the mind, body, and soul just by great communication because there are four pillars of success in life. Remember, we talked about the team, uh, excuse me, we talked about the non-negotiables, family, fitness, finances, and faith. Okay, then you also have teamwork, problem-solving, leadership, and communication. But then, so teamwork, problem-solving, communication, I think is the, the big one there. Now, you take those and you incorporate your three battlefields of life, your internal battlefield, your business field, which is work, and your home field in your life. And this is what I'll tell you. I can take any human being that I can understand in some fashion, and they can be on or off their, they can be off their game. Let's say I've known you for a year, right? You come into work and something's off. I can go, hey, T, right? Hey, let me ask you a question. And we have a great relationship. Is everything good with your family, your fitness, finance, and faith? What do you mean? Family. Everything good with you and everybody you love? Yeah. Okay. Fitness. Fitness isn't just about that. Is everybody healthy in your circle? Yes? No? Finances. I know we're going through some trying times. You okay? Faith. Hey, listen. Um, I know shit's rough right now. I just want you to know I believe in you. Right? Boom. Maybe all those are great. Okay. Let's go to work. Teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. Everything good with your team? Yeah. Problem solving. Two types of people, problem makers, problem solvers. What are you? Right? Teamwork, problem solving, leadership. There's three L's of leadership. Lead, listen, and learn. Don't hear. Listen. Lead from the front. Lead fast. Lead always. Right? It's Jason Redman. Lead, listen, and learn. And then communication. Communication is key. There's, there's a couple different types of communication. Audible, non-audible communication. What type of communication works with you and whoever, right? No two type of people in the world are the same. Now, you know, we talked about work, inner, and at home. You're married. Same thing. You can ask these questions, these same questions, teamwork, problem-solving, leadership, communication, family, family, fitness, finance, faith, and then figure out if it's from the workplace, the internal, or at home, and you can solve, like I always say, world, world problems. My last name is Care, Team Care. Right? Together, everybody accomplishes more is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. You put 100 blind guys in a room, and you put a thumbtack on the ceiling, they're never going to find it. But if you break it down to its true essence, T is trust. Trust takes time. E is effort. I don't want 100%. I want everything you got. 
attitude, nothing. And this is something you should be teaching yourself, your family, everybody, you know, attitude, nothing will open or close a door faster in this life than a good or bad attitude. And M is mission. And the mission is fucking growth. And you need to figure out what the growth is. Is it physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, or financial? It's it. That's how you accomplish. And you get up and you attack the hill every day. That's my, what I deal with. I have what's called the attack the hill mindset. Most people walk up the hill and they fucking run down it. Not me. I run up it, catch my breath, and I walk down it. I control, right? Don't let, what happens if you start running down a hill? Eventually, you're going to go ass over tea kettle. No, no, run up it. It's going to hurt, but you're going to get stronger every time you go up. You're going to acclimate as you get higher. Once you get up there, don't sit there and pat yourself on the back. Take a couple deep breaths, whatever that task was, whatever that goal was, whatever that mission was, boom, okay. Now I'm going to walk down the hill. I'm going to regroup, and I'm looking for another hill. The hill is the symbolism of an obstacle, an obstruction, a goal, a dream, a mission. I don't give a fuck what it is. But the faster you get up to it, the faster you attack it, the faster you're either going to hit it or you're going to fall back down the hill. It's okay to fall down the hill. Just get back up and do it again. That's my mantra. I don't quit. I only win and lose. I never, excuse me, I only win and learn. I apologize. Ooh, I only win and fucking learn because I think you only lose. My, and again, this is how I think. My mind, I only lose if I quit. I won't quit. I won't. I can't. I People ask, Ray, how do you stop quitting? Don't fucking start. Well, what if you have? Stop. It's not that easy. Yes, it is. My wife quit smoking cold turkey when I first met her. About six months into a relationship, I said, you know what? This isn't going to work. She's like, what? I said, I know you're going to be the mother of my kids. I can't have you smoking. Do you have some struggles? Yeah, but she quit. She quit. And I like that word. See how quit can be great, you know? I, and I love to reverse engineer things too. Watch this. C-A-N apostrophe T spells what? Say it again. C-A-N apostrophe T. Can't. Take off that apostrophe T. What does it spell? Can. Can. Boom. Won't. W-O-N apostrophe T. Take off the apostrophe T. One. One. I just do weird things like that. I, and I keep acronyms going in life. Like I learned, keep it simple, stupid, right? Trust, effort, attitude, mission. Teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. Family, fitness, finance, and faith. And people go, it can't be that simple. Yes, it is. It is that simple if you just make shit easy and stick to the basics, right? I got. I, I can go out and buy three trucks if I want to right now. I got a pickup truck that's paid off for. It works. I don't need another truck. I want another truck. You've got to figure out the need versus the want in your life to be successful. You don't need... Uh, helicopters and shit like that to be successful. You just, people want that. They right. Do, right. I've been on people's Learjets and this and that. Pain in the ass, all they do is bitch about fucking how, how much it costs <laughs> and this and that. It's great. <laughs> I don't need that. All I need is my health, uh, my family. And what I'm trying to do is create generational wealth and knowledge for my family, obviously first. And I'm expanding out into my circle. That's what it's about. And if the world just focused more on themselves, Right. This is just knowledge. Instead of worrying about what the fuck everybody else has and what they don't, I'm telling you, you would see gains in life and people would be so because fo- if you just focus, that's what people do. They focus too much on other things. Yeah. I stop, I stop watching the news. I can't stand the news. It's so negative. I do thirteen hundred and twenty pushups every Saturday. I do six thousand three hundred and twenty pushups a week and people go, why? 
Why not? The question I ask people is, why aren't you? I don't have time. It only takes me an hour to do 1,320 push-ups. I don't have an hour to spare. Okay. Take 1,300. And how much time do you have to spare? 20 minutes. All right. Let me divide 1,320 by do that many push-ups. Well, I can't. I don't have time. It's amazing what people think they can and can't do. I start doing it because for an hour, even though I do them five days a week on the sixth day, I have what's called the power hour positivity where I have people of all from four to 65 come in. I don't give a shit what color, what age. I don't even care what you believe in, what your political views are. Just be positive. And it's making a difference. And I think the world just needs more push-ups and um, more men to speak up and be men. Because back in the day when you had a problem, two men, they would go outside and they would just beat the crap out of each other. When it was over with, it was done. <laughs> it was done with. It wasn't like, you know, and it, it's like, hey, you want to have, you want to come back and get some more? I'll be back. Okay. If not, you know, let's go get a beer. And it would be amazing. It literally, if I could do anything, if I had the power, I would rewind time to no cell phones, horseshoes, to lawn darts, to badminton, to when people just literally enjoy getting up, rolling up their sleeves and putting in a hard day's work. Because nowadays, everybody wants everything for free and it infuriates me. Service nowadays, when you go to a, you know, I go to a nice steakhouse, it's hard to get, well, we apologize, we're short on staff. Lazy motherfuckers are sitting around doing unemployment. I've had that happen. I live in Utah. And in the last probably two months, I've gone to three different restaurants and that was the case. Yeah. I was just out there with Black Rifle Coffee. Same thing. We were just out there doing some stuff. But you know what? I love talking to you, Ray, because I am only two years older than you. I'm 51. And so what you're saying to me speaks volumes on what I need to hear because I give up way too easy. And it's, I really, I really need that kick in the pants about just getting over myself and you keep moving. But don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, man. I, I have days when I don't believe in myself, but I have a great support on my wife, Pedro's Coolian, Steve Eckert. I work with the best in the fucking business and I'm married to the best in the business. I honestly think I've got, I'm not sitting here saying my wife's better than your husband, but in my <laughs> world, like, you know. Life's good. Yeah. Um, we have ups and downs, highs and lows, peaks and troughs, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But you just need to be real, you know? And that's, I think that's what the world needs more of, just realism and honesty and just, you know, helping people out. God, I, this planet is turning, and I'm not saying everybody, it's just getting so selfish. You know, we need to be selfless. The only thing that I am self selfish about is my why. You know, because people always ask me, Ray, what's your why? What's your why? Is it your kids? No, no. My why is me. How can you be more confident? How can you be a better mother? How can you be a better wife? How can you be a better lover? Anything. If you don't fucking believe in yourself, that is what I am selfish about. Selfless is with my time, with what I know, with money, with this, with with anything else. I'll be selfless, but I, you have to dial you in. That's the best advice I can tell all human beings in the world, dial yourself and get your shit straight before you start giving someone advice. Because if you don't have your shit straight, all you're giving them is an opinion. Opinions mean nothing to me, right? If you go into a marriage counselor, I, like let's say me and my wife, we're going to get a divorce. 
I do not want to go to a marriage counselor who is, ne- who is not married, who has never been married, or isn't probably even going through a divorce to have problems. Because otherwise, all they did, they just reading it through a book. That's Rob's book, Rob O'Neill. But that's not a marriage book. But I mean, I do have 100 ways to love your wife. I'm always trying to better myself, right? I mean, even though I have a bunch of war books here and stuff. And I think that's what the, the true testament of a man is, is and a woman is trying to better themselves on all spectrums of their family, their fitness, their finances, their faith, because it always falls back to that. That's what I think the world needs more of. And I think if we just start, we slow down and simplify things and go back to the basics, which is the family, the fitness, finance, faith, teamwork, problem solving, addition, communication, keep it simple, stupid, trust, effort, attitude, mission. And people go, you keep saying that over and over and over. Yes, because I'm trying to program you. Like I am literally trying to brainwash you that if this works for this dumb Irish kid, it will work for you because people are like, Hey, I noticed, you know, I don't get on Instagram and stuff and show fancy cars and all that shit. I, I, I mean, I have a couple of cars. I drive my pickup truck. Why? What I drive doesn't define me. doesn't, I have no, I have no issues with people that, that have fancy cars, but I don't judge a man or a woman on what they drive and how much money they make. It's I judge a man or woman on their actions. What are they doing? to be a better person. That's it. Well, how did you make that change growing up when you were getting into so much trouble? What did that change? Hmm. So uh, 19 years old, I tell the story all the time. I was coming home from a a bar called The Crease in Towson State. I know I was drunk, probably God only knows if I was high. Snuck into the house, zero zero balls early in the morning. And um, as I was in the bathroom, it's funny because I can't remember a lot. You know, I can't remember Hell Week, you know, certain things, but I can remember looking in the mirror. And when I looked in the mirror that late night, I was washing my face. The reflection that I saw was not of me. It was of my father. Even though I love my father, I didn't love who my father was. Um, I look a lot like my father, built just like my father. But just because I look and been built like him, I don't act like him. Um, I saw a womanizer. I saw an abuser. I saw a lot of things, issues with this and that. And I saw that I was going to be heading down a dangerous road. So right then and there, just like my wife did, as I was like, you know what? No. And that's when I started looking for recruiters. I was going to community college, pissing my life away. Uh, I was doing roofing, drinking all my money away, or God only knows what, getting in fights, just doing stupid shit. And, uh, but I knew I had a higher calling and purpose. I've always known that. I didn't know what it was, but then I remember going into the recruiters and I looked at all the recruiters too, man. Navy was like one of the, I'd be just looking around. Air Force, I didn't have the ASVAB scores because I bombed it. They didn't really want to be a Marine. No offense to the Marine and, and, uh, and to the Army. Um, but I always was thinking the Navy would be pretty cool, right? I like the water from Maryland. And there was this panther with Navy SEALs. I'm like, holy shit, man, that, that's it. That's what I want to be. And even the recruiter, I was 163 pounds, five foot seven. He's like, dude, it's not going to be for you. And I was like, just someone else telling me I can't, I can't, I can't. I took off that apostrophe T and said, I, I can, I will, I won. So that's how I use everything. And, you know, I look back to see, only to see how far I've come. And you got through Buds the first time? First time. Started with Buds class 200 and made it with Buds class. Out of 138 of us, only 16 original did that. And... How did you find that? You're not going to tell me that was a walk in the park. Oh, it fucking sucked. It's just, I, I just realized that there were people that would just show up there. They didn't appreciate it. You know, I had to take that ASVAB three times. I was in the regular Navy. 
everybody told me give up after the second time. I missed my combined score by one point. You're never going to make it. I just took all that negative energy and used it as fucking fuel. And man, it just revved my engine. And, you know, every time that I thought about giving up, I was like, no. And I mean, there were times and buds where shit got bad and I contemplated quitting. I don't like using that word. And I'm not, I'm not proud of it. Um, you know, there's other people like Jock who said, oh, I never thought about it. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, hey, maybe so, but I did. There were a couple times when I did, but I didn't. Um, I had moments of weakness, but I just remembered. I was like, and what helped me get through it is I just literally envisioned myself looking in the mirror. Like when I saw my father, just seeing this red line going across my face that just said, where? Telling my kids that, telling a, a woman and those Navy SEALs are so cool. Weren't you the Navy? Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't want to hide or try to get around that. So I was like, no, I fucking did it. You know, and it felt good. I mean, my plaques right here. They're right here. You know, I, and I look at them every day. When I say shit gets hard, look at this. Shit gets hard. Well, it's class 200. I'm ready. Because sometimes you need that memory. You need that kick in the ass, right? Like, I don't need somebody telling me I can't do something. I look up at here and go, I do it. What does it mean to you to be a Navy SEAL? It means, obviously, first and foremost, it's, it's a brotherhood. And, and the second word that comes to mind is just elitist and elitist. You know, you want to be the best. But I'm looking at basic underwater demolition class 200 presented this, this 18th day of August, 1995 great moment in my life. I didn't get my trident then. I didn't get my trident until after another course. And uh, that was because I got in some trouble, but August of 1996, pretty much. <laughs> so, but my point to that is, is it takes time. Being a Navy SEAL is one of, one of the most amazing things that's ever happened to me, but I don't want that to define me. It's not who I am now. But do you understand the awe that most of us have for you? You know, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a misconception, you know, that, I mean, don't get me wrong. What we do is freaking hard, but team guys are just like anybody. I mean, you know, the only thing that we do is we just obviously faith. We believe that we're a part of something greater than ourselves. When I talk to a lot of you warriors that because the way that you are, you don't understand the perception that we have, why we have that perception of you. Yeah, I have no perception. Just like people tell me I'm a super wide guy, like my wife, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a really big guy. I don't, I have no perception with that. All I know is I was a part of a group and it's not just the SEALs, right? I mean, there's any, Absolutely. any military, any spec ops military branch, any military group, any law enforcement group, you know, anybody that gets up and puts a uniform on shit, even the single mom and dad, that's the thing. Anybody can be the Navy SEAL, whatever it is they want to do in their life or the recon. I don't want to just, you know, or the SF or, you know, we do get a lot of credit for things, but there are just a lot of great units out there. But no, I think being a part of that unit and being a part of that brotherhood, the biggest thing it was, was humbling because you're around guys that are bigger, better, faster, and stronger than you. I mean, they are like, you know, everybody's like, oh, Ray, I'm like, Ray Cairn was an average guy. Average Navy SEAL. I was no war hero. I wasn't, I mean, I hang out with war heroes. I was no world-class shot. I was no world-class swimmer by any fucking means or a runner. I could do a lot of push-ups and a lot of pull-ups. And I've done a little bit of stuff, but I don't really talk about that. You know, I'm not Rob O'Neill or 
Jason Redman or Marcus Luttrell, all my buddies, or, you know, like a Rudy Reyes, and I could, the list goes on and on and on of guys that I know, you know, Dakota and all those guys. But I did my part, and that's why I don't – I mean, yeah, I did, we do make the Joe Gray Cash Care for me, ABC, I was a job. Well, I got that title when I was working for the founder of MTV, but uh, Rob O'Neill always goes, Rob O'Neill, SEAL Team 6 operator. It's kind of like a joke now, but – you know, like I tell people, listen, if you're a doctor, you're a fucking doctor for the rest of your life. If you're the president, you're the, you call president. I earned that title. I try not to sell off of it. I really don't. Um, the action figure was kind of weird recently <laughs> because that's more for charity. I actually had to get talked into that. But it's still pretty cool, right? Yeah, cool. yeah, it's figure. cool. I mean, but I, I'm like kind of bashful about it stuff because, uh, you know, I mean, I don't live a crazy life. I like to hang out with my wife and my daughter and just have fun. How many deployments did you have? So in the SEAL teams, I did, I did four deployments. And then with the agency, I did a total of 40 um, deployments, anywhere from six months to 100 days. So I spent about of uh, the 14 years I was in the agency, I spent probably eight or nine years on the road. And were you ever afraid? Oh, yeah. There's been times I've been in gunfights and stuff before. Shit, I've, I've been in some stuff. With, I mean, of, of people, you know, Evan Heffer, you know, him and I were in a meet that went bad one time. I've been, you know many a times. Um, but you, you rely on your training and you look left and right at your fucking brothers. And I mean, you know, there've been times where, you know, I've been in an engagement where I've had to actually step over injured or even worse, um, to get the job done. And then obviously police up the area and move people and treat them accordingly and whatever. But, you know, we leave no man behind and like I said, by no means am I a war hero. I've, I've seen my share, which is very little compared to some, but it could be a lot compared to others. It's not something I, I want to publish or get into, you know, there's other guys. That, and that's why I have nothing against them that do that. That's just not me. Um, I think there's too many other people doing that have done too many great things for me to get up there and do this. And I don't think they are, you know, like Rob and all these guys that have these amazing stories. It's fucking amazing. I'm going to be with Rob kid rocking all these guys and about two weeks hanging out with them they're amazing people well does any of it haunt you um it did there for a while but i think now that i'm you know i used to think my job was to hurt people i was really pretty good at it and now my job is actually to help people i really like helping people it's put me in a better place with my family with my wife with my life and i'm in a better place well what are you doing now Good, good question. So right now, um, I work with slash for Bedros Koulian. So he is the founder of Fit Body Bootcamp. He's got 500 franchises. He's the CEO of like seven companies. He's worth like a gazillion dollars. But most importantly, he's just a great fucking dude. I run a couple programs for him. So I'm the lead instructor for the project, which is a 75-hour fully immersive course where we literally heat you up, beat the shit out of you, right? Freeze you. It's a very aggressive course. It's held in Chino Hills, California. We put four or five courses on a year. If you pass that course, you'll be part of that brotherhood. So right there is that act. So we build, we destroy. We're all savage servants and we're going to die. We're about 90 strong right now. So that's one thing we do. We also, myself, him and another gentleman by the name of Steve Eckhart, who you'd love to get, you need to get on this podcast. One of my mentors, I'll, I'll introduce you to him. That would um, be awesome. He's a Marine. We do corporate training where we go around. And it's kind of like a PG version of the R of what we do, focusing on teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication, trust, effort, attitude, mission. It's just a watered down version of the project, (laughs) getting your team to 
be more productive and efficient. Another course that we do, which is one of my favorite, is we do, it's called the Squire Program, where, where it's a father-son, 14-hour um, rite of passage ceremony, right? So we take um, dads and their sons between the ages of 12 and 16 for about 14 hours, and I take the kids, we split them up, bring them back together, and we just do a lot of amazing things with them, creating bonds and memories. And the first thing I tell the young men is, listen, I didn't have a father growing up. Turn around, look at your father, tell him thank you, tell him you love him because he does not have to be here spending this kind of money to do this. Um, and lastly, I do coaching. I'm accountability coach. I hold people to the fire. I yell at people, cuss at people, and I tell them what I think. And uh, we're making a difference. And that's what I fucking want to do. And I'm going to continue to do that until I can't do it anymore. Do each of your tattoos mean something? They all mean something. All Each and every one of them have to mean. There's, but we don't have enough time in the day for that. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a couple of tattoos. Do you plan on getting more? I don't think so. I think I'm done with everything. I got my, my seal coin was the last one. I mean, 2005 when I married my wife, I've got my four F-bombs right here, Family Fitness, Finance, Faith, the hand of time. I've got my wife on here. I've got my kids on here and my ship that's sailing in the right direction. I've got a bunch of skulls on here for things I've made disappear in my life. A giant spine on my back. I've got a dragon, you name it. I got shit all over me. Who, they all, but they all have a story. I'm just, I'm a billboard of life, right? So each one has a story. I mean, you know, I can look down here and I have rings galore, but 2005 is when I married my wife. And that right there, that little V is the most painful tattoo I got. I literally, it, I wanted to die. All the tattoos I have on my body, right? that one, I just, and I, she, and I said, hey, are you going to get one? She's like, fuck you. That looks like it hurt. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you see me doing something I don't do often. I'm smiling, I'm happy, you know, and uh, I still want more, but I'm just, I'm grateful, not greedy. What has the military taught you? Discipline and structure more than anything. And, and uh, I think it would be those two things. And that you need that. You need military uh, discipline and structure in your life. You do. I believe in it. I believe in being organized. Um, I'm OCD. I love it. Uh, I like things in a certain way. It's because I'm a fucking overachiever. You know, what? looking around at everything that's. It is. I know if anything's touched. I actually I have something out of place right now. I mean, here's my wedding ring. Look, I have my wedding ring. Here, my wife got me a trident wedding. Oh yeah, look at that. Right there. Very cool. Yep. We have a cleaning lady. I tell she doesn't even come here. I can't have her touch anything. Not in this room. It's my room. (laughs) It's sacred ground there, right? It is. (laughs) Well, Ray, what does America mean to you? Opportunity, freedom, hard work. You know, I think this country was founded on three things, blood, sweat, and tears. I think this country, and I have been to almost every country except for the Orient and Australia, and I will tell you there is no country in the world like this. I honestly think nowadays we almost get too many freedoms. I know I can't believe I'm saying that, but something that this country was founded on is freedom. And uh, I think people take advantage of it. I tell This is what I tell each and every person. If you're not happy with the way the world's working right now, fix you. That doesn't fix the few in your circle. But if you're one of these people that are one, either super left or super right, and you just think America is so shitty, do me a favor, fly over to Afghanistan uh, right now, fly over to Iraq, Syria, Yemen. I can name a bunch of other places. Stay there for a while and tell me what you think. And I'll promise you this right now. You will come back, you will kiss the ground, and you will say, my God, I cannot believe what I have because this, this country was founded on here by heroes 
and it will continue to run because of heroes. And uh, I do. That's why I have that right there. I bleed red, white, and blue. Uh, I will happily put all my those cleats again if I have to to go back to war for my country. I would. I love my country. It is the greatest country on earth. Trust me, if you guys think that something, the grass is not greener. Um, I actually think sometimes the grass is too green here. And I think people need to take a step back and more appreciative of what they have. Um, I'm not even going to get the fucking politics with you right now. Uh, <laughs> that could go a whole different way, right? <laughs> that is a whole different uh, You know, I believe in what I believe in. Most people believe in what they believe in, and that's fine. But what I do know is, is not happy with the current administration. I'm not happy with leaving Americans on Afghani soil. I'm not happy with leaving $85 billion worth of gear. I'm not happy that Afghanis are selling our equipment to other countries that could be used against us. I could go on and on and on. But the one thing I know is that we are a country that will get every single person out of that country. And then what we do from there, I don't know. I, you know, I used to, like, when we have certain presidents, I know what's going to happen. But right now I have no clue. What, I don't know what the future holds. All I know is, is I have lots of guns, lots of ammo, um, and I am uh, taking care of what's important to me, and that's my family. Where can we find you on social media? Yeah, uh, at Ray Cash Care. You can hit me up on um, the, you know, the Instagram thing at the little blue check, and then LinkedIn. It's Cash Care, and then on my Facebook, it's at Frog Mindset. But it's the blue check Ray Cash Care. So that's where you can find me at. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, I, if you Instagram me, I respond to every DM as long as it's not stupid. Yes, he has. And he, you've responded to me. So yes, I ma'am. appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing your American story oh, with us. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Did you take a copious amount of notes? I would love to hear what you gained from Ray. For me, my biggest takeaway was faith, family, fitness, and finance. Ray carries a giant hammer, but he's really a gentle soul with an enormous heart. Follow Ray on Instagram at RayCashCare, R-A-Y-C-A-S-H-C-A-R-E. DM Ray a message and he will probably respond. Keep the fire in your belly burning. If you believe the stories I share are important for all Americans to hear, you can help. When you leave a comment, a rating, subscribe, and tell others about the We The People Are American Story podcast, your reach is bigger than you will ever believe. Next week, my guest is Sean Ritzman. He has a touching story, including how Operation Enduring Warrior saved his life. See you on Friday.